0: What's up, friends? It's Haley Hines, a.k.a. Bird, and you are tuning in to the Give em the Bird podcast. This podcast is all about challenging what it means to be healthy and fit. It's about celebrating sustainable behavior change and non-scale victories. And most importantly, it's about giving the bird to the diet industry and societal expectations of body size. Why? Well, because at the end of the day, you have an entire life to live that does not require your body look a certain way. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's Give them the Bird. welcome back everyone to another episode of give them the bird gtb that's gonna have that gtb is gonna stick give them the bird is long even though it rolls off the tongue really well but um gtb yeah i hope that you all survived election week and while it's not over till january-ish um who, who really knows at this point i hope you all um are taking the good news well and regardless of uh, who you were rooting for, I hope you remember that we're all Team America. And I hope that you're hopeful for what the next four years will bring. Yay! Um, I Don't worry, I'm not going to be talking about the election anymore on this podcast. Like, I'm I'm moving past it. The real reason for this episode is to talk about something that has been on my mind for... Like the last month or so, I don't know, I'm not even really sure what time it is between like the pandemic and election season. I just, I don't even know what day it is now. Um, But this has been on my mind for the last couple of months or so. And I know from my Instagram polling that I did, there are a ton of women and even a couple of men who totally agree with how I've been feeling lately. So, to give you some backstory, About a month or so ago, Leslie, my sister, and I, we went ring shopping. Not like BFF ring shopping, but engagement ring shopping. If you don't know me personally, um, my boo thing and I, Tyler and I, we've been together for four and a half years. Um, We have two amazing kids together. Dog kids. We have two golden retrievers. (laughs) People are going to be like, wait, what? We have two golden retrievers together. We have a house together. We... I don't know we're gonna get married I mean I know that he wants to marry me how could you not um, but I recently found out that like oh the hold up for him you know proposing or for us getting engaged is that um, we gotta know my ring size <laughs> like believe it or not that is an important factor when um, purchasing a ring so I was like okay well I'll go figure out what my ring size is and then like it's the balls and the balls in your court so Leslie and I went together, tried on some rings, none of which were within Tyler's price range. (laughs) And then these thoughts started coming to me. These fucking thoughts. Um, The thought of, I better get in shape for my wedding. Mind you, this is a wedding that is not even planned. Technically, it's not even like definite yet. Like, there's no date set, there's no ring on my finger. And it's years in advance because I plan to have a long engagement. So I'm thinking this. This is basically like a pretend wedding. <laughs> I'm already preparing, thinking I need to prepare my body for it. And the thought of this, like this idea, has been just consuming my mind. Not consuming it in a super negative way like, like it potentially would have in the past, but it's been on my mind so much. And because I'm extremely self-aware, self-aware of the thought, these thoughts and just like self-aware in general... I keep catching myself thinking about it and then getting mad at myself for thinking about it. And then finally, I was like, "Okay, I'm not wrong for thinking this, and to prove it, I'm going to ask the people." So I took it to the gram. I posted a poll on my personal Instagram story and asked women, brides, past brides, soon-to-be brides, etc., if they ever felt like they had to get in shape for their weddings. I had 56 people respond, which I thought was like a decent amount considering I have I don't have a big following. <laughs> Um, So 56 people responded, and of those 56 people, 90% responded yes. 90 fucking percent, and again, actually a couple dudes, said they felt pressure to change their bodies for their weddings, to get in shape for their wedding. What in the actual F? 90%. So for one, this made me feel a little bit better because I was like, okay, it's not just me. But for two, I was like, we need to talk about this shit. And so here we are. We're talking about it. <laughs> so when I was kind of preparing a little bit for this podcast, I literally went to Google and typed in getting in shape for and, for, and of course the first suggestion that popped up was wedding, which that might be because all of the interwebs, Google and Pinterest and Instagram and Safari, all of them talk to each other. And it's probably picking up the fact that like, I've been pinning things for my wedding. I've been looking at you know engagement ring websites and sending links to Tyler. <laughs> um, or maybe it's because some they're inside my thoughts. I don't freaking know what it is. It's probably just coincidence. But anyways, I was like, okay, that's the first suggestion. That's even more reason to talk about it on this podcast. Um, so when I clicked on it, when I clicked on the suggestion of getting in shape for wedding, there were 95 million results. Holy shit, that's a lot. Which I've never looked at how many results different searches come up, but just the fact that that brought up 95 million, that seems like a lot to me. I was actually surprised to find out that the first article was from Men's Journal. Um, not surprised because, like, men don't worry about their bodies. Like, yeah, men have body image issues too. But it was just surprising me that that happened to be the first one. So again, I don't know how the algorithm works for like what pops up first, but just something interesting. I will say this podcast I'm going to be talking about mostly for the ladies, so um, boys, men, and dudes, you will have your time, but um, this is going to be focusing mostly on brides. So the second link underneath that Men's Journal one. Oh, it's from Self Magazine, which I think a lot of folks might look to Self Magazine as like a reputable source. I'm not sure. Um, I wasn't going to mention the magazine, but I did. So that's that's who that's who wrote it. That's who it's by. And so I click on the link. I start reading it, and it starts off with, "Let's get one thing straight: you do not need to lose weight or fit into certain fit into a certain dress size to be worthy of love." In my head, I'm thinking, like, amazing. I love it. Hallelujah. I have faith in this fucking article. I have faith in humanity. Next paragraph. But it's been proven time and time again that exercise boosts endorphins to sky-high levels. Bye-bye, Bridezilla vibes. And stronger muscles will help you feel like you're having your own red carpet moment as you walk down the aisle to say, I do. In my head, I'm thinking, okay, I mean, like, that's not that bad. I mean, yeah, you know, stress and endorphins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next paragraph. With that in mind, we spoke to a personal trainer with over two decades of experience and the owner of the online fitness program, Workouts for Brides, for her wedding weight loss plan, aka your stay sane, get healthier, bust stress plan to help you make it through the wedding prep feeling less frazzled and make it to your honeymoon happier and healthier, healthier than ever before. That, that's, where, that's where it got me. Like What? You literally just said, I don't need to lose weight for my wedding. And now you're saying that this is going to be about weight loss. (laughs) So if you go on to read, this entire article is literally about losing weight. It's about doing like high intensity interval training workouts and eating clean. There's even a line in it that says, finding the perfect fitness and nutrition program is more important than the venue. What? What? And there are some attempts at, like, anti-diet vernacular in here. It says things like, make sure to fuel your body with enough food. Beautiful. Love it. But then, in, like, the next paragraph, they say, cut out all processed foods. No. Come on. Like, I appreciate the attempt, but you're, you're missing the mark here. And so I think this is where we can confuse p- people. Like, you, t- you start the article by saying, I, need to, I don't need to lose weight. And then literally the entire article is about this this interview with a personal trainer who makes her money by selling wedding weight loss plans. What? Get out. And I think there are like so many head shaking, disappointing stories I've read or heard from people related to losing weight for a wedding. I remember a few years back, a friend of a friend was approached by a coach from like a popular online fitness company shortly after getting engaged. And the coach, like, congratulated her and then literally asked her if she wanted to join her accountability group or, like, challenge group, whatever it was called, to get in shape for her wedding. And the soon-to-be bride, so the friend of a friend, she hadn't even mentioned wanting to, to lose weight, like, in this conversation with the coach. Like what? That is so fucked up. And another friend, this was within the past year, has a nasty aunt who commented on her foodie like Facebook or Instagram post something like, don't you have a dress to fit into? Like what? I'm so happy I do not have an aunt like that. (laughs) So even, I think even like women in weddings who aren't the bride feel this pressure. I remember within the last like year and a half, two of my close friends were getting married and both of their moms, um, said they needed to lose weight for the wedding. And they literally alluded to doing like a detox or like a juice diet to get them to do it or like not eating. And I know bridesmaids feel it too. In fact, I've been a bridesmaid. Like you're standing in front of people. I get it. And shit, even as a wedding guest, women often start watching what they eat weeks before attending a wedding to look their best. Like, again, I've been there. I'm still there. I still have those thoughts, those feelings. So we're all feeling it. And I think, again, no matter your role at a wedding, there's this pressure to look a certain way. But it's specifically for brides. It's like insane how much pressure is put on them between various various factors that put the pressure on them themselves, etc., And like the desire to lose weight before a wedding is so prevalent that there was a study done by Cornell University that showed 70% of women wanted to lose weight before their weddings and over one third of the women that were surveyed were going to drastic measures to lose weight, including doing things like fasting, so literally not eating, taking diet pills, skipping meals, like that's, that is very drastic. I think that those are some of the extreme examples, but there are people that even just like restrict their calories or, you know, eat super low carb diets, whatever it is. Um, but that's that's a lot. A third of the women that were surveyed were going to drastic measures to lose weight. So the bottom line is that we have the societal norm of losing weight for weddings. And I think it really starts with the wedding industry. So the wedding industry's estimated worth is $72 billion, and if that number sounds familiar and you've listened to previous episodes of Give Him the Bird, <laughs> it's ironically the same estimated worth as the diet industry. They're both estimated to be about $72 billion. I'm totally not drawing any, any conclusions on that. I just think it's super ironic. <laughs> so we spend $72 billion to try and make our weddings like the perfect day. And I think that the wedding industry also beefs this up. Like, they also allude to the fact that this is the most important day of your life. Like, it's the perfect day. So really, is it that surprising that brides feel pressure to, to like, be and look perfect on their wedding day? Um, if you tell a woman that this is the best day of her life, like the wedding industry does, we kind of have to expect a certain amount of, like, anxiety and imbalance to come about in a a bride right like we have to expect that if we take that approach that's going to be the outcome i also think that there also might be a sense of control that brides-to-be are trying to gain by controlling their bodies so i know for me personally this is actually how my body image issue started um growing up i grew up in somewhat of a chaotic household and i've learned that i was desperate for a sense of control like even as a child at like age five six I needed to feel control. All children need a sense of control. I think that's why, I'm not even a mom, but I think that's why, again, toddlers they need to start like doing things on their own, right? Like, no, I want to do it kind of thing. So even as kids, we have to have that sense of control. And so for me and for many other people to gain that sense of control because I couldn't control anything else, I started controlling my body and I was a super clean freak. Like my room was spotless. Um, And so I wonder if this idea of controlling our bodies during like chaotic times can also be the same for brides or some brides. Like a wedding often symbolizes a massive life transition. And I think with any transition, there's like this this sense of almost chaos or like a ton of emotions involved, like we're happy, we're feeling joy and love. But also, I can imagine that there might be like some holy shit, this is my person for the rest of forever. Like that's that's a big deal. <laughs> I'm going to spend 40, 50, 60 years with you. And I think that's totally normal and fine to have those thoughts, but I can imagine that there might also be some guilt associated with having those thoughts. So it just feels like there's a lot of emotions that come into play with this sort of transition. And again, any like massive transition, whether it's a move or a job change or having a child, God forbid. So I can see how feeling like unsure and having all these different emotions can lead to this overall sense of lack of control which could then potentially lead us to try to gain a sense of control through controlling our bodies. It's a lot of control there. Um, and then again, there's this, there's pictures, right? Like, I think the idea of pictures really impact this need to look perfect for a wedding. Even in my head, I'm thinking, like, even if this isn't how I normally look, I want to look back and see my perfect body on screen. Which I think is funny because I know a lot of women who, like, never look back at their wedding photos <laughs> In fact, in the last, let's see, it probably was this year, one of my fave podcasts that I listened to, both of the hosts on it, they got married, I think in the last year or two years. And so they were, they were talking about it on an episode. And one of the hosts, she was like, yeah, I literally looked back at my wedding photos and I didn't even recognize myself. And she said that instead of thinking about... Um, like, instead of looking at the pictures and remembering, like, how amazing the day was, what mem- the memories that came back to her were, like, the feelings that she had, like, the feelings of being hungry and just feeling awful um, and, like, remembering all the things that she missed out on leading up to her wedding day in order to look a certain way for the day, which, fuck, that is that shit is sad. Like, the fact that this what some people look at as the happiest moment of your life, you take these pictures, you have this video to re- always remind you of it, and when you look back, at remind it reminds you of, like, how awful you felt. That's really sad. That's super sad, especially when you consider how much money people oftentimes pour into weddings. Um, so I think, yeah, there's an issue here. There's an issue with the wedding industry. I think there's an issue with just these – this societal idea, again, these norms that, like, we have to look perfect um, for our wedding day. And that, again, goes back to this larger idea of – The diet culture, which says perfect, is equivalent to thin or toned or whatever it is. And I think there's just so many expectations and so much pressure put on us, whether we're the mother of a bride, a wedding guest, a bridesmaid, but specifically if we're the bride in a wedding. So how do we fix this shit? I will be honest. I do not have the answer, not only because I've never been married, (laughs) But also because I I just don't, I truly don't know what the answer is, but I do have a few suggestions that I think we could potentially consider. So the first one is really fucking obvious. Don't comment on other people's goddamn bodies, specifically brides, but no one. I feel like this is common sense. And if you're listening to this, you're like, well, yeah, why would I ever do that? But clearly, it's not common sense to everybody. Like, don't ask about workout plans or diet plans. Don't comment on food choices, nasty aunt. Just don't. I think that doing this implies that the bride needs to lose weight and she doesn't need to lose weight. Again, like, commenting on somebody's body makes it seem like our bodies are more important, like the look of our bodies are more important than all the other things that you don't comment on. So don't comment on people's bodies, specifically brides. Number two, if you are a bride, or maybe if you are just a wedding guest or whatever, remind yourself of the bigger picture. This this wedding is about celebrating the love you have with your partner and the massive commitment you are making to literally spend the, the rest of your life together. Holy shit. <laughs> like, I'm hiving out just thinking about that. That it is, it really is an important, like an important day. It's, a, it's a, an important symbol. A wedding is not about looking a certain way. And I can imagine that when I do get married and years after the wedding day, when I'm looking back on it, I, I hope that I'm going to focus on the way I felt and not the way I looked. Like when I think back to my wedding, unless again, I'm looking at pictures or whatever it is, which I don't know if I'll do that very often. When I look back, I just want to be filled with this overwhelming, again, sense of love and joy. And like, fuck, that was a good time. Like that was such a loving, a loving day, a loving time together I don't want to look back and think about, wow, I actually felt awful because I hadn't eaten or I had worn my body down. I was already stressed and then I like stressed my body out even more by working out two times a day. Like, I don't want to think about that. So, focus on the bigger picture. The goal of a wedding is, again, to celebrate the love that you have with your partner. Number three, when it comes to movement, utilize movement as a way to manage stress you have, which, again, I think the association between like getting married and stress is a stigma that we need to like sever ties with because I don't think that you have to be stressed (laughs) um, when planning for a wedding. Like my goal, again, I'm sure this is easier said than done, but my goal is to truly have a long engagement (laughs) and hoping that that doesn't stress me out. I'm not looking for advice yet. (laughs) So just know I'm not looking for advice. But so again, I think like we need to cut the tie that says wedding planning is equivalent to stress because it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And the same can be said with like, cutting the ties between wedding and losing weight. Like, just because it's such a societal norm, it just comes to our mind when we think about a wedding. A wedding just seems stressful because it's a a societal norm. So because it seems stressful without even being in the process myself, it's like I'm creating a stressful situation without needing to. So if we can just sever that tie... um, it would be really helpful. So side note about stress and weddings, but if you are feeling stressed, utilize movement as a way to manage the stress you have. So if you are pissed off at your soon to be mother-in-law about the choice of food for the reception, take a fucking boxing class. Um, if you're like worried about some of the arguments and discussions that you've been having with your soon to be spouse, which the internet says is totally normal that you're you're going to potentially argue um, when planning a wedding, so don't worry about that. Maybe do some yoga, like flow flow it out. You know, if it's the morning of and you got some jitters, maybe go for a walk. Like, use movement as a way to nourish your body, as a way to calm your mind, and sometimes just to distract you from the little shit that doesn't really matter. Like, sorry, mother-in-law, but I'm making the decision here. Your input doesn't matter on this subject topic. <laughs> like. Use it as a way to distract you, to nourish you, to honor your body, to manage your stress. Not as a way to make your body look a certain way, because I promise you, like I've said before in podcasts, that's only going to increase your stress, and your body does not know the difference between, like we mentioned, I think with the episode with Brendan. Your body does not know the difference between if you're running from a bear or if you are stressed out about your food choice at your wedding. Like your body responds to it the same way and it responds to exercise the same way too. So I think a lot of times brides will increase the intensity of their exercise you know, like in the weeks or months leading up to their wedding. But if you're already stressed, it actually might be doing your body more harm than good to increase that intensity. So maybe consider even backing off on the intensity, which this takes a very personalized approach and um, looking out for certain cues that like your body might be overworked. But just know that if you are just creating more stress for yourself, it's literally like the diet cycle. It's just going to continue. It's not, you're not going to be using exercise to decrease your stress if you're stressing about exercise in order to make your body look a certain way. Hopefully that makes sense. Number four, eat. Eat your fucking food. (laughs) Don't drink it. Don't not eat it. Food is important. And if you are feeling stressed, try to notice how that impacts your eating. So, I find that a lot of times folks, when they're stressed, they either tend to eat more when they're stressed out or they tend to eat less. So if so, be aware of what your stress response is when it comes to food. If you tend to eat more, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up about it. Some things you you can try to do. One, try to limit distractions when you are eating just because you often... You'll just be more in tune to what your fullness signals are, like when your body is telling you you're full. Like, I know if I am on my phone when I'm eating, I literally don't even get to enjoy my food. Now, that being said, I know that there are some situations that you cannot limit all distractions. It's impossible. Like, sometimes you're going to have to eat in the car, you're going to be having to FaceTime while you're on the phone. It's fine. So don't be don't feel guilty about that. Don't beat yourself up for it. But try to limit distractions so that you can like truly enjoy the food that you're eating. In addition, if you're somebody that tends to um, maybe eat more when you're stressed out, you can give yourself check-in breaks. So a good rule of thumb, I think I've said it in a previous episode as well, is to like eat your, if you have your plate of food, maybe eat half your plate and just check in with yourself and be like, okay, where is my hunger level at now? Where is my fullness level at now? Like, am I still feeling like I'm hungry? If so, I'm going to eat another half of this plate. Um, if I'm feeling like I'm, you know, approaching a comfortable fullness, maybe I'll eat a, a little more and, and check in again. So providing those like check-in moments allows you to make sure that you're not overeating past the point of um, comfort, like you're not eating to an uncomfortable level. It also allows you to make sure that you're eating enough, right? Especially if you're somebody that tends to um, eat less when you're stressed out. So um Doing check-in breaks allows you to check in with your hunger and fullness cues. It also allows you to check in and make sure that like, the food's still tasting good. Um, again, satisfaction is a huge a huge factor when it comes to food. We want to make sure that we're enjoying the food. So checking in with your hunger and fullness, checking in to make sure that you're still enjoying your food, you don't need to change it up or like add some ranch dressing or whatever, it can be a good way to make sure that you're not eating past the point of discomfort. Also, just slow down when you're eating. I think a lot of times when we um, tend to overeat, again, past the point of discomfort, overeating in my eyes does not mean like overeating past a calorie limit or past a portion size, like good God, I'm not even going to get into portion sizes right now, but it just means like we're not honoring our bodies if we're not eating enough, but we're also not honoring our bodies if we're stuffing ourselves to the point of discomfort. Like we want our bodies to feel good regardless. So not under eating, not overeating. Um, so slowing down while you're eating can be helpful because a lot of times we like shovel in so much food before our brain can even register that we're full. So giving yourselves like ideally 20 minutes to eat, but I feel like that's a really freaking long time in today's world. So just slowing down again, those check-in breaks can help you slow down. Um, limiting distractions can help you slow down a little bit, but even just like setting your fork down or again, enjoying your food, like really taking some time to savor it can help you slow down. If you happen to be somebody that tends to eat less when you're stressed, or maybe you like don't notice your hunger cues, make it a point to check in with yourself at least three times a day at your typical mealtimes. So like breakfast, lunch, dinner, and eat something because even if you're not feeling hungry, even if you haven't worked out that day, even if you have a you, whatever it is, even if you're busy, you still deserve to eat. You still need to eat and checking in with yourself three times a day. Again, you don't want to like force feed yourself, but have some food for you to eat is really important because if you're eating too much, again, you're going to increase your stress. If you're not eating enough, you're really going to increase your stress. So that's important too. Eat food, Checking in with your hunger and fullness cues, limiting distractions, being aware of if you tend to overeat or, um, undereat when you're stressed. Number five, number five, the way these, in these suggestions I have to like fixing this big pressure that we put on ourselves as brides, fight back against the societal norm to lose weight for weddings. Fight the shit out of it. Like catch yourself when you make, and this is again, like Anything, any, whether it's a wedding or not, but catch yourself making those self-deprecating jokes. Like I, I make these all the time, and I'm, I'm really trying to stop myself or, or notice it. Jokes like, oh shit, I probably shouldn't have another scoop. Like I got a dress to fit into, uh, you know? Like push back on people who, who do say those jokes. Something as simple as like, girl, you know that's not true. That day is about love. Don't worry about your body. It's going to be beautiful regardless even something as simple as that. And quite honestly, you might need to put like your nasty aunt in her place. So rude m- remarks that are clearly not well-intentioned, I truly believe they need to be stopped. So like, hey, nasty aunt Linda, saying those things makes me feel like I need to lose weight and ultimate- ultimately makes me feel like shit about myself. So kindly fuck up. <laughs> oh God. Again, I'm so happy that I don't um, have an aunt that, or anybody in my family that would ever make those remarks there's been like subtle things that people have said, but nothing to that extent. I also have to recognize that the body type I have is, um, is much more aligned with a cultural ideal for body size. It's much, much more accepted body size. So maybe that's why I don't have a nasty aunt that says this shit to me. So just wanting to point that out. Um, but just really fighting back against the societal norm to lose weight for weddings. Like, we have to change the conversation. We have to challenge it. And overall, I think it comes back to challenging your internal voice. Like, yeah, we can fight back against these things, but if we still truly believe that we need to look a certain way for our wedding, part of me wonders, like, how much good is it actually doing? So I literally say this at the end of every single effing episode. You have to become aware of how how in your mind you associate losing weight with weddings. If you're making that association, you need to break it. Break up with that shit. Change, change the monologue, the internal monologue in your mind. And I think too that just making sure that you're focusing on the day being about comfort and, and love and warmth and joy is going to be going to make it a better day. Um, I'm going to have to do like a post-wedding episode in 25 years when Tyler and I finally get married <laughs> to do like a follow-up on on this. And I am absolutely open to conversations with um, people who have actually been married or have gone through this process and what it was like. Whether you're somebody who falls into the category of feeling like you need to lose weight for your body or is, really if you are somebody that doesn't, like, I would love to hear both sides and love how... Love how this shows up for you guys. As always, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode of Give Him the Bird. I seriously appreciate you guys. I'm feeling an overwhelming sense of gratitude just to have this platform that it's allowed me to connect with so many people, to spread these messages. And it makes me so happy to know that so many of you resonate with them and that it's helping you even in the smallest (laughs) most minuscule way i'm so happy to have this connection with you feel free to share this on your instagram tag me in it You can also go on to iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast and subscribe. You can leave a review. You can give me five stars or four and a half or whatever you think I deserve. Um, Let's continue building this community and spreading the message that we need to and we have to challenge what it means to be healthy and fit and uh, give the bird to the diet industry, the wedding industry, and societal expectations of body size. I truly hope that you guys enjoyed this one. I'll see you back here in a couple weeks for another episode. But in the meantime, go give him the bird.